The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome to another session here at the Kick Pod, the Kick Pod Dojo. And I'm your host, your sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insight of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting individuals involved in martial arts, past, present, and future. All right, so I got a guest this week coming from Seattle, Washington. Of course, she's um, the owner and chief instructor of the Seattle Wushu Center. And of course, she's got two shows. And you got the Java Buzz. Of course, she's co-host with um, one of my previous guests, um, Andrea Hawkins, and also Jane Larkins uh, Miser, who I hope I'll get on show soon. So I'll have all three of you, and that'll be the Java Collection, Java Buzz Collection. <laughs> and of course, also she um, hosts another show, the Dynamic um, Dojo Talk TV with um, Kathy Long, which I'll also have on the show. So surprisingly, I'm going to definitely have a good year. I'm getting a lot of famous people. All right, so let me introduce you to um, um, uh, Rashida De Jesus, or should I say Sifu Rashida De Jesus. <laughs> Rashida yeah. will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to have that respect behind her. I mean, I've been to karate long enough. You know, I refer people to as Mr. or Mrs. or even Master. Yeah. Right. How are we doing? Thank you. Really good. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. Yeah, uh, I know you are very successful with your um podcasts or with your shows too. Yeah, I try to catch it every Friday morning. If I if I don't have nothing to do at work, you know, I kind of look at YouTube and try to see if, if you are are on. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, on Fridays, um, the Java Buzz, uh, the Java Buzz. Uh, podcast with uh, Jane Larkin Miser and and uh, Andrea Harkins is, I guess the uh, the dose of motivation for you know for the rest of the week for not only martial artists friends and and colleagues but for anyone that is willing to take a listen and uh, to spend an hour just chatting with us. Uh, the dynamic dojo talk TV show um, is. I guess more of a mm, multifaceted, like almost like an entertainment uh, a variety show with guests, that kind yeah. of thing. So, so two compl- two different uh, two different themes, but uh, really fun, yeah. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, one of um, one of the guests at uh, my interview was like she kind of calls it geeking out, like you're mm-hmm. just you're just discussing anything. And just having a good time with it. Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, on both of on both of the shows on the Java Buzz, the some oops, that's my dog <laughs> Hunter. Um, on both of our shows, wherever the subject goes or wherever the energy goes, then the discussion goes. Um, the Java Buzz, however, isn't specifically martial art oriented. 
whereas the Dynamic Dojo Talk TV show is specifically martial art oriented. But either way, uh, both shows are really fun. And uh, yeah, and we always like to, well, we always like to send a shout out to other other colleagues that have podcasts such as yours. So um, on the Java on the Java Buzz show the other day, we sent a shout out to you for for your particular podcast. And um, all three of us want to thank you for your efforts in your podcast to get to get the uh, word out about other martial artists and schools and um, the martial arts industry. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm going two years, uh, probably in April. I'll be uh, two years for the kick pod. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what the pandemic could do to you. I mean, really, you have much to do. And then you yeah. create this. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. So me, and you're going to get in the time machine. I'm going to pretty much DeLorean style. So okay. we're going to go back in time with your career. And okay. like pretty much you're giving the direction. I'm just driving. So I'm going to ask a series of questions. And of course, you answer them in the best of your ability. Okay, you ready to go? All Thumbs right, up. here we go. All right, 1.21 gigawatts in electricity of in the flex capacitor. We're off to go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got in that DeLorean one time and I almost fell in. You know, I, I got into one once um, at a car show. Yeah. And I got in, but then it was like, now how do I get out? Because <laughs> just the way, you know, and my height and, you know, I was, you know, how do I get out? How do I, re how do I close the door? a completely different you know subsection of it based on the sporting aspect you know that that does that high flying jumping yeah. kicking acrobatic taolu or the forms and also the sancho the sports sparring yeah. um so and that falls within wushu as well the sports style so yeah i, I guess it just kind of depends on the the referencing of how you use the terms. Yeah, I pretty much understand because, uh, of course, I trained in the Chuck Norris system. Of mm -hmm. course, in this this case, um, if I if anybody asks what's my discipline, I say the Chuck Norris system. And I mean, mm -hmm. either they understand or I have to like, explain to them. It's like I say, it's basically uh, tank sudo, taekwondo, and like Muay Thai. It's like all mm -hmm. those styles put in this one. So I pretty much have to describe like what's what's a style. All I can say, it's like I'm doing katas and doing mm -hmm. everything else. I can't say I'm this style is like I'm fighting like Chuck Norris. But, <laughs> or should I say I have the power of Chuck Norris? <laughs> yeah. I have the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just put a sword, of, you put a sword in the air and this, and this lightning um, strikes yeah. and then you change it to Chuck Norris. <laughs> just am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, okay. Uh, well, you say you also, could, yeah, you competed and done all that. Um, well, what other style would you consider um trying out? Oh, my goodness! Well, does it have to be a completely different system than? <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever. what's one style that kind of um gets your attention? Like you say, you want to try it, but you never had to. Like for me, I like to try capoeira, but you know, you I know. know yeah, uh, you know, I when I was younger, I actually said, you know, I'd like to try capoeira, and I actually went to uh, a, a seminar, and I I thought that was really cool, um, until I like injured my spine, <laughs> and, oh. and then I then I couldn't do much of anything after that, 
um, for capoeira. But, you know, over the last, just within the last 20 years, um, I've been wanting to try out different, different other styles of Filipino martial arts. Like I've wanted to try Sayok Kali. I wanted to try Fikiti Hirshev uh, Kali. Um, now I, I do Dose Pares Eskrima and a hybrid style of Dose Pares um, and Kali and Eskrima under another instructor, Chris Patrilli. Um, but I've always, I've always wanted to try, you know, just to just get a feel for Pikiti Pirsha, maybe even Sayok Kali. Um, and I, I've always wanted to try Kendo. Oh. You know, and, and here's the funny part. I studied Iaido and I studied uh, what's called the Zen Nippon Kendo Renmei Kata, which is the type of Iaido that Kendo people do. Um, so I studied Iaido with um, a gentleman that did Kendo and he led a practice group and taught us the what we call the Zen Ken Ren um, uh, series. And I fell in love with Iaido. It's just that my teaching schedule and my work schedule didn't make it possible for me to attend Kendo classes. But that was something that I've always wanted to try to kind of challenge my, my cardio and to challenge my strategic thinking. Um, and uh, I just haven't, haven't been able, haven't been able to do it. Although I guess I've got the Eido side of it <laughs> already. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, I, uh, if there's an art that I, I would want to try and get into it would be kendo yeah uh, i think i've seen that like a couple times i mean um i don't know if i seen it exactly but i remember visiting my um niece's um karate um karate school back in canada i mean this was like well, back in 2017 she was like 10 years old and you know i kind of want to surprise her to actually see her take class and it's like i'm just looking at the like she was taking kempo and of course mm -hmm. she was amazing it's like you got all these kids in class. And then of course I'm seeing my niece looking so good. It's like, I'm just a proud uncle. It's like, here I am a black belt. And I see my niece actually almost following the same footsteps as me, but you know, mm. of course she didn't, of course she didn't stay to become a black belt. You know, I'm not that disappointed, but you know, it's just good to see that she's um, almost doing the same thing. I am kind of like, mm. I'm pretty much her favorite uncle. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we pretty much are at our hitting dojo segment of the um interview. So this is like a series of questions. You're gonna have fun with this one, okay? Because right? yeah, all right. So I got like seven questions, and um maybe you can answer them in the best of your ability. Okay. So, okay. The first question is the best advice you ever gotten, and who said it? The best advice. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't really advice, but it was if you really think about it. My wushu instructor. Um, when, um, her, her training was really, how should we say, I don't want to use the term brutal, but it was brutal. Um, and I was in the corner of, of the tennis court that we were practicing in leaning on my spear and puking in the corner Ooh. because of the effort. Right. Yeah. And she like went over to me and she whispered, you know, uh, do you, 
do you want to become a champion? And I said, yes, Sifu. Do you trust me? Yes, Sifu. Okay, then trust me. Just do what I say. I promise I won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. And, you know, from there, I went on to become a, a three-time national champion and a two-time world uh, wushu champion. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, a lot of times when you're going through that, you know, that puking stage, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it becomes really easy to give up. Um, and sometimes you have to take your trust outside of the realm that you're used to. If you're used to relying on yourself, um, it's, it's going to be kind of hard to dig down deep when you're almost at that point of wanting to give up and say, screw it. I don't need this anymore. I didn't pay for this. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes, though, you do have to, you know, take that faith and that trust and put it outside of you. And that's the lesson that it taught me, you know, and, she, and not so many words. Do you want to become a champion? Yes, Sifu. Do you trust me? Yes, Sifu. Then do what I say. Yes, yeah. Sifu. And it wasn't and, and she wasn't talking to me in a way that was correcting me for not doing what she said. You know, she was saying, don't give up. Because I was at that, you know, puking in the yeah. corner, you know, type of thing. And, and, you know, not being able to move my legs and she's pushing and pushing. And I get now why she was pushing. She wanted us to get past that, that, you know, easy peasy stage and to be able to be physically ready to compete against some of the world's best when it came to Wushu. And that was the way to do it at that time. And I did come really close to quitting until I just had to, until I learned that lesson. Sometimes you have to just place faith in something outside of you to be able to, to keep going. And yeah. it worked. <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense, um, especially when I'm thinking about my fourth degree tests. I mean, since it was, that was the last physical test, you know, I got, you know, two other people that were tested with me, they were going for a third, but I was going for like my last physical test. So I got the, I should say I got the worst of it, you know, mm -hmm. other than dealing with the requirements of the test. I had like the the testing board was just putting add-ons in there to see how much I can take. And, you know, I was like almost out of it. And it's like, uh, do I need to quit or do I want to get the master rank? So that was mm -hmm. my goal to get the master rank. So if I get past fourth degree, I'm, I can retire. I don't have to test physical. <laughs> I mean, all I got to do is just go to Vegas and perform and just get my black jacket. And then that's, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. All right. The worst advice you ever gotten. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> the yeah. worst advice I'm thinking. Yeah. I used to get people <laughs> with this one. Um, gosh, I can't, I can't think of anything that was considered the worst advice, but, um, because I don't, you know, that's a, that's, a, I can't think of anything to tell you the truth, yeah, the I mean. worst advice, because and let's see here, because I when it came to like people giving me advice, they're 
there were only really maybe four people and and I don't recall at all anybody giving me advice that actually resulted in something that like harmed me or harmed my reputation or you know had a negative impact so uh, you I'm gonna have to take a pass on that one yeah so yeah use use this question loses because yeah you know if you don't have a worse advice then that means you are at that good path so that's wonderful that you Oh, you had the best piece of advice and not the I'm worst. Hoping. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, how you do you reward yourself? I mean, you you have you accomplished so much, and then of course you say you have to kind of step aside and reward yourself. Like usually I call this the guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as guilty uh pleasure that it as it doesn't sound like, uh, my guilty pleasure is my is my Friday afternoons and my Sunday evenings. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and because those are the times where I don't teach at all, at all. You know, um, I mean, sure, I've got my show and stuff like that. But, you know, my Sundays are where I can sleep in. I can do whatever. If I wanted to have a beer at 10 in the morning, I could. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, it's a, you know, that's my. um that's my uh, guilty pleasure, so to speak, is to uh, is to just enjoy uh, that day off. That's my reward because yeah. you know I have a day job. I'm a PE teacher at a private school during the day, and then I teach martial arts at night six days a week. And it's uh, no, I should say five days a week because I I don't I don't teach very much on Friday afternoons. But on those days where I can have Friday afternoons off after, after work and a whole Sunday off, you know, that's how I reward myself. If I can take, if I can manage it so my assistants can take over for a week and I go off and have a vacation, that's my reward. Now here's the most important reward for me. And I know that martial arts instructors out there know exactly what I'm talking about is when you finally see that look of understanding in their eyes when they finally understand a technique. Oh yeah. Right? And that new sense of confidence that you can see in their eyes and in their movement when they finally go, aha, I get this. Um, That's my reward. You know, I tell people that this is why I teach kids you know, when they get something and they understand something and they really start to grasp it and you see the aha moment in their eyes, that is my reward. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of rewards there. So yeah, a lot of rewards to be a millionaire, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you were in a movie, which what type of movie would you want to be in? Like action, romance, or even Disney movies? <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't mind being in a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind being in a martial arts comedy or even a martial arts farce yeah. movie, right? Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I had done a little bit of um, stunt work in, uh, in independent movies. 
Uh, I played, get this, I played a, a, an Icelandic ninja. And that's the whole martial arts farce behind it because ninjas don't come from Iceland, right? And ninjas don't speak in, you know, Norse or Swedish or anything like that. You know, I don't remember what language we had to learn to speak for that particular role, but it was, yeah. it was meant to be campy and funny and hilarious. And I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not too much into the serious, like, you know, martial art cop type of yeah. thing where, you know, I, I kind of like the kind of like the comedic, you know, farce type of uh, outlook to it. So I wouldn't mind being a, a character in one of those kinds of movies. Yeah, I'd definitely sell for a Disney movie. I mean, yeah, I'll, or a I'll, Disney movie. Yeah, I'll go for <laughs> Lion King if I wanted to. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. If, it, if it involves singing, then okay, I'll, 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 I might consider it. <laughs> yeah, I can easily fool people with James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, you have a James Earl Jones voice? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I can easily fool people. Oh, uh, wow. Cool. Uh, Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I'd probably like to be one of those movies. Actually, I was in a local uh, movie that we were doing here in um and um in Buffalo, and it's uh -huh. like it was like a wrestling based type of movie. Yeah, because I do pro wrestling, and yeah, and, nice. Yeah, we was like doing this. I did like a couple segments, and of course, mm -hmm. around, around this time, I had like braids in my hair, like I had longer hair. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I tried to comb it as not much, but it ended up turning to braids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, that was like a fun experience. I mean, at least that nice. gave me some fame. Uh, nice. so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Secret talent. Secret talent. Uh, I don't know. I can hit a dime at 25 feet with a blowgun. Oh, that's the talent. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Um, I am a, uh, I like singing karaoke. Yep. I mean, yep. Sing. So, <laughs> so I guess that's a, that's, that's a secret talent. Cause you know, a lot of people know me for like, oh, Hey, Rusty can throw knives. Rusty can crack a whip, but like a blowgun, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can, can I stand at one end of my house and hit a quarter on the other end of my house? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you could at least flip a coin and uh, make it into the um, music machine, that'd be good. Be like yeah. that Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm st I I do want to work on a trick uh, a trick blowgun shot where somebody throws up a playing card, and then I try to shoot it. I don't know. That's <laughs> that can get kind of dangerous. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, dream um celebrity encounter. Dream celebrity encounter. I'd love to meet Jackie Chan. Mm, yeah. You know, not only because of his celebrity status, but because, you know, he is down to earth. He's and he's genuinely funny and he's genuinely caring for things that he's passionate about. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet him. Yeah, that'd probably be on my bucket list. Actually, might go down the street one day and I actually run into Jackie Chan. I mean, that'd be a dream. 
you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of my um celebrity encounters, of course. I mean, nice. of, of course, the cast of Cobra Kai, that's like mm-hmm. a dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. It's probably, this is probably my 10th time watching season um season four of Cobra Kai now because really, oh. that, that, that <laughs> you know, gets me. I haven't tried. I haven't I haven't seen any any part of it yet. I, I need to get on the ball. I, I need to just get on the ball and 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 watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll, you'll be surprised. You if, if, if you watch it, it be like almost you want to go back to compete again. Oh, much. nice. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So last question. Um, of course, you're very known of to doing this because I watch your show a lot with um the Java Buzz. You um have inspiring quotes. So can you think of um any inspiring quotes that um describe your journey? My favorite is actually uh by Confucius. It's uh among any three people walking, there must be my teacher. So to me, I, I interpret that, that quote as saying that you can learn from anybody among any three people, you know, anywhere, walking down the street. One of them, or maybe all of them can teach me something. Um, you know, and yeah, you can learn from anyone. And this is a, it's a, it's a lesson that I like to teach my own PE students because, you know, when you know, when you're a kid, you know, sometimes we don't make the best choices. And when it comes to picking teams, you'll always pick the strongest people first and you'll pick the weakest people last. Yeah. And that's, that's something that kids naturally do uh, because they notice who is stronger, who is better, who is more skilled and who is weaker, not as strong. However, um, however, you can always learn something from the people who you think are not as strong. Maybe they're great strategists. They don't necessarily have to be the strongest, but maybe they yep. can tell your team, hey, let's think of it this way. And that's maybe we can win the game that way, right? Mm. Um, or maybe, you know, they might they may be strong, but they might not be the greatest in like um, you know, figuring out, you know, a uh rotation order for the teams because you don't want to send all the strong people out Yeah. when they all get tired. Then what? Now you have to send all the weak people out. Right. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, quote. And when I say strong and weak. Yeah. So um, you need everybody on a team. Each person on a team can contribute something. Assuming that those people want to play. So um, it's just a matter of uh, knowing that anyone can be your teacher. You know, don't let uh don't don't judge a book by its cover and don't let outward appearances uh, make you take a snap judgment as to somebody's skill or uh, ability to do anything. Yep. And I uh, was thinking about that one quote that I was watching on um, your show Friday. It was mm-hmm. the, I've, I could really remember it. Be forgiving, be understanding, but don't be a fool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like thinking about it, it's like um, you got those people that like uh, from your past that pretty much did you wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just thinking about it like I kind of have that flashback. You know, I think about this one instructor that um, he wasn't my instructor, but he was like sort of uh, um, we kind of call them practice class instructors. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like almost like that militant type of instructor. I like to mm-hmm. say a real jerk. But, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, 
it was like I just like just think about like how devious he was, you know. And of course, I remember one time um, he was going over throws, and you know we was like working on carpet, but before we got like actually padded floors, we just worked on carpet. We was mm. going over toss, and I guess my partner was um, throwing me improperly, and I hit my head on the ground. Ooh. And then from there, it was like I was holding my head, and then the and then that instructor just told me to leave the class because he thought I was um, mm. interrupting. And, you know, that just got me angry. I just keep thinking about it. And then mm. um, uh, right now, um, yeah, I'm, right now I'm, I'm teaching his son, which is kind of like a, almost, I don't know, how would you say it? It's like I'm, te- I'm teaching his son, like it's kind of like almost a scary thought or a scary flashback. But, mm. but you know, I, I want to at least show his son that I'm not as devious as his father was. But, and mm. also I'm trying to show his father that, but, I'm not saying that he was he was ter- that terrible. He kind of teached me how to be tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was that kind of shy kid that I didn't get myself out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, and you know, sometimes you have to have that tough love. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you know, it's it's kind of you got to have to be forgiven. You know, no matter how devious that person was. Yeah. So yeah, I think of that quote. Yeah, you know? good. Yeah. yeah, you know, and as I, as as we said then, it's uh, during that show. It's when you forgive someone, it's not that you condone the behavior that that was that wronged you or humiliated you or you know hurt you. Uh, the forgiveness is so that way you can move on. Yeah. So that way you can just let it go and say, okay, whatever, and move on and not get stuck in that in that, you know, that rut to yeah. and you know. Because like we like we said on the show last Friday, too many people choose to stay in the rut that they're in because it's so much easier to hold on to what hurt you. It's so much easier to hold on to an excuse to hate someone rather than just letting it go. I several years ago, I read a very touching story that blew my mind, a woman in the courtroom forgave the man that killed her son, came up to him, well, said something on the podium, you know, and said, it's not my place to judge you. I don't know what was going on through your head. I don't know what your reasoning was to kill my child, but I forgive you. And the 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 defendant was like literally crying and what blew people's minds was this woman who obviously was was a very devout religious woman hugged this hugged this young man and said you'll be okay take the right path you'll be okay i forgive you and i was like in my head i'm thinking if someone killed my son I don't know how I would be able to do that, right? Because we're, we're, you know, invested in that emotion of you took away somebody from me, right? Um, so the strength of this woman's forgiveness was something that really uh, inspired me. She didn't condone the fact that her son was killed by this guy, but she forgave him so she could move on yeah for her life 
And that takes so much strength. I can see why sometimes people will stay in the rut they're in because it takes an awful lot of strength and inner fortitude to make that, to make that call to forgive. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I put up like a comment says forgiveness is divine. So mm -hmm. yeah, it is. And I think that I think I seen something like a video you of that story you were talking about. I think yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same one, but I think it was like you were talking about it. And um, yeah, she forgave the defendant that killed her son, mm -hmm. and yeah, she hugged him. Yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, um, there's a video of it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that I posted on Facebook, and it's uh, it was uh, several years ago that I posted it, and um, it's a very powerful video because. You know, if you were the defendant, you know, well, what do you say to that? You know, you killed somebody's child and that that mother is forgiving you and is willing to embrace you. And if that doesn't change somebody, then then I, then I don't know what would that you know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah, oh, well. Thank you very much for joining me on this on KickPod. So is there any last minute of the words would you like to say to our listeners out there? Well, um, thank you, PJ, for having me on the KickPod podcast. Um, it's an honor to be a part of your podcast. Yeah. Um, I just want to send a shout out to um, anyone out there that's listening. Thank you for listening. Please spread the word um, about TJ's podcast, the KickPod. And when you get a chance, Come check us out on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV, Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And the Java Buzz morning show, Fridays at uh, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Pacific time. And, uh, and of course, you know, TJ Williams podcast uh, that airs whenever he posts it. Yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so. Oh, definitely. If I hope I get um Jane on this show, definitely I want to definitely have a good discussion with her. Or oh, unless... it'll be fun if you if you get her on, um, get her on. It'll be fun. Um, if you get Andrea on, uh, wait, you were already Andrea yeah. was already part of your. Yep. Um, if you talk with Kathy, it will be a very, uh, it will be a very inspiring talk with Kathy Long. Oh yeah. Um, so because she's been through a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, thank you, thank you for much for taking the time to actually talk. So I'm gonna do my little closing. Of course, we're out of the DeLorean, and so we're gonna close the door. Lock. I'm gonna lock it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So for those who are just tuned into my um, podcast, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another session here at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your host TJ Williams, bowing you out.